Hey, this is Steve Byrne from Sullivan & Son. You're listening to P.F.'s Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm P.F. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Lachlan Patterson on how moving to Los Angeles really inspired him. I mean, right away when I moved to L.A., I went to the local comedy clubs, and these comedians were destroying I got to see the best. You know, my dad as a kid always put me in the class with the older kids and on the, he put me on the teams with the older kids because he wanted me to play against better people than me. We'll hear more from Lachlan in just a bit. We have the hottest record in the world from Wolf Alice. Uh, we're still on the summer schedule, so fake news still has some time off. But there's always time for... It's Facebook, not Factbook. This actually started on Twitter, but it was mirrored on Facebook, so it counts for it's Facebook, not Factbook. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza, and if you don't know who Dinesh D'Souza is, he's this guy. I think she's very likely, and remember that she's, you know, I think an interesting question with Hillary is, is she more like Bill, or is she more like Barack? So I think a lot of Americans are hoping that she's more like Bill, so they're going to get Billery. But if you you agree Bill was a pretty good president, I agree Bill was a pretty good president. Uh, I think he was a good guy. And of course, he, he, was a, he was a patriot and America did very well in the 90s. I think that that being said, that Hillary ideologically is probably closer to Obama than she is to, to Bill. So Dinesh D'Souza is a, a political commentator. He's an author and a professional Hillary Clinton Critic. Now, that was from a year ago. He was uh, talking to Larry King. And what I find funny about that is, is Hillary going to be more like uh, the successful president or the other successful president? <laughs> what kind of an argument is that? Yes, I have issues with both Bill Clinton and Barack Obama. But overall, I mean, you know, let, let's be honest. So I, it's what a, what a crazy thing to be wringing your hands over. Oh, is it be like the guy that oversaw the biggest economic boom in the history of the planet or the guy that turned us around from an economic disaster and brought down unemployment and got people health care? Oh, gosh, heaven forfend, what will we ever do? So anyway, in his zeal to criticize Hillary Clinton, uh, Mr. D'Souza stumbled across a picture of Hillary Clinton from a uh, photo section she did with Life magazine in 1969. And in, in the corner, there appears to be a Confederate flag. Well, PolitiFact got a hold of this and said, this is, this is photoshopped. And of course, you know, what do I always do? Whenever I see anything like that, no matter who it's from, this actually happened, speaking of the Confederate flag, happened last week. Uh, a former uh, writing uh, colleague of mine on the old Gary Burbank show posted a meme that said that uh, the designer of the Confederate flag said that it was a symbol of white supremacy. And that was inaccurate. That quote was real, but it came from the editor of a Savannah newspaper in 1864. So people thought that in the South. It just wasn't the guy that designed the flag. So they're not, that's kind of the same thing. It's not exactly the same thing. Okay, so and I, I posted on the comment, I said, you know, this quote is real, but it isn't from the guy that designed the Confederate battle flag. It's from a newspaper editor in Savannah. She said, oh, thanks for the clarification. Okay, so similarly, um, as we say, uh, it, it's, you can go to Google. I don't know if Dinesh D'Souza knows this. I mean, he seems to be like a pretty smart guy. Uh, he has a bachelor's degree in English from, uh, I believe it's Dartmouth. And, um, I mean, that's better than my broadcast degree from Bowling Green. I get that. But, um, you know, you can go to Google and you can upload an image and check and see where the image comes from. It's not that hard. I mean, if, if you're that smart and if you're that critical of Hillary Clinton, you know, you think you would check this thing first. So, so political fact finally points out that the, this is wrong. This, the photo's been photoshopped and everything like that. And it takes him a couple of days to, to respond. So how does he respond? This is brilliant. He posts on Twitter, which is mirrored on his Facebook account. Let me bring it up for you here. 
He says, even if the Confederate flag was edited into the Hillary photo, what, in capital letters, is going on with those glasses and that hairdo? You know, so it's what's going on with it, uh, sir, if I may point out to you, is that the photo was taken in 1969. And while you're Google image searching more doctored photos of the former secretary of state and senator, why don't you do yourself a favor and Google women's fashion in 1969 and you'll see that every woman looks like that. So, God, what, what an idiot. Yeah, so uh, he gets caught using a doctored photo, and he turns around like she still did something wrong. He's the one that made the mistake, but she did, she's doing something wrong for looking like every woman did in 1969. Uh, another example of someone who just doesn't realize. It's Facebook, not Factbook. Lachlan Patterson is a stand-up comedian from Vancouver, B.C., and he was the runner-up in last year's last comic standing. Some people think he got robbed, but I think you had two different kind of comedians with Rodman and Lachlan, and it could have gone either way, but Lachlan is brilliant, and here now is our interview with Lachlan Patterson. Okay, joining us on BF State Recorder, it's Lachlan Patterson. Lachlan, how you doing? Good, man. How you doing? Good, man. We spoke years and years ago when you were appearing at Cincinnati. Uh, I wrote a piece for Cincinnati City Beat, and uh, it's been a long time, and a lot has happened to you since then, of course. Um, but uh, Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, back then, let me ask you, uh, and of course, you were on Last Comic Standing, and did, yeah. did very well there, yes. And uh, Well, the first thing Thanks, I noticed bro. about that is, I mean, you were funny to begin with, but holy cow. I mean, I hadn't really seen you in a while since you came back. I was like, "Holy crap!" Lachlan got really, really funny. It was you. Oh, thanks, man. You were crushing it, like, and every time crushing it. Not like you know, some people have a good set, and you think, "Oh, that's pretty good." And the next time, I'm like, "Oh, okay, well." But man, every set of yours, man, completely crushed. I love the password one. That was probably my favorite. <laughs> love that. Um, the pa- oh yeah, the internet passwords. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, yeah, man. That's that was brilliant. And uh, okay, so let's uh, let's do you still have the the, uh, the van by the way. I saw that in they did that little piece on you. you do you still have your VW van? We discussed that last time, I recall. I, I just uh, I just got it. I just got out of it right now. All right, cool, man. Now, do you do you still driving that across the country, or now that you've done the last comic thing, can, are you flying to Minneapolis? Or are you going to be driving the bus? <laughs> yeah, I'll probably fly. Um, <laughs> okay. It's, the van's getting a little old, but uh, so I try to keep the trips uh, under eight hours. Oh, okay. Oh, that's that's still a, a long time. So, like, if you if you're gonna go up the punchline in San Francisco, say you'll drive up in the van. I would, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Cool. All right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Great. So, how was the whole last comic experience for you? I know this time around they recruited a hundred comics, which seemed to work out a lot better than previous seasons. Yeah, I think that helped sort of um, weed out the people that just kind of had five minutes right exactly i think think, um i had heard that some of the comics in the previous seasons were even using the same five minutes every round yeah um and and people and they also eliminated the audience voting which um and they they put in expert judges and i really like the judges they picked and i i really felt uh more comfortable uh being told i wasn't funny enough by them oh and being told (laughs) Them being told I wasn't funny enough by people who don't really understand comedy as as well. Uh, Tom Simmons, I think I don't know if he was actually drafted in that round of a hundred, or I know he tried out a couple of seasons ago. And uh, while the last comic was going on, he said, "You know, uh, 
you know, telling somebody after a, a three-minute set about their comedy, he, cause he says, all I know about uh, you, Keenan, is that uh, you've been on TV and you have funny brothers. <laughs> so Tom was <laughs> a little snipey uh, from Tom there, but... Um, I'll tell, tell him thanks. Yeah, yeah. that's... Uh, but, it, was, uh, uh, it, was, it was a crazy experience, man. I, um, I'm, very, I'm very thankful for it. And uh, since then, I've... I've um, I've I've been working really hard on a completely new set, and when I come to Minnesota, uh, folks are going to see a completely different show, which I'm excited about. Oh, very cool! That, that'd be good to uh, look forward to. Now, you're from Vancouver, BC, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, whenever I meant, oh. whenever I talk about Vancouver, BC, the song from when I was a kid goes through my head. I heard on the CBC because I grew up across the lake from Canada in Cleveland. I used to listen to the CBC for some weird reason. And uh, they they one night played this uh, song, and it was called, uh, it was like from the Fidget something, it was called uh, Vancouver, B.C., something I wish I was tonight in Vancouver, Vancouver, B.C. Does that sound familiar to you at all? <laughs> uh, no, I never okay. heard it, man. I'm going to have to Google it. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know if it's out there. I should probably Google it and see if it's out there. That was just a, a strange aside there. But um, So what else is new? I mean, you got the, the new hour of you moved into a new place. I mean, how, how much better have things gotten? Uh, since coming out of the last comic standing thing, uh, nonstop busy. I um, yeah, I I don't have a moment. I um, I got off a plane yesterday and I'm getting on another one tomorrow. Um, that's how it's been uh, for the last since September. Um, so that's that's sort of the plus is uh, I've never really been this busy before, and uh, it's a it's been it's been exciting going to all these different cities and, and meeting all these different people and learning all these different sort of cultures in America and really building my comedy. I, I'm, I feel very strong about my comedy right now. I think I'm, I'm, I've never been as, as prepared for a show as I am now. Um, and I'm excited about, uh, just going through this whole year and, and visiting all these, I think uh, I, I think almost every week I'm in a different city in wow. America this hmm. year. So you've been to a lot of new cities. I know you've been to Cincinnati before, and you're you're a favorite here, of course. The club really digs you, and I guess you've been to Minneapolis before. I you know I've been to Minneapolis, but I never performed at a comedy club in Minneapolis. Oh, okay. Which is sad. Okay. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. And and. Um, in a mall too. I've, I've performed in a lot of malls. <laughs> I, I seems seems that most comedy clubs are in malls these days. That it is that's a, a trend. Yeah, a way to get people to stay in the mall. Well, it's <laughs> at, odd. We have one. We have, cause we have Go Bananas here, which is not in a mall. It's in like an, an old office park, as you recall. It's in that little weird location. Okay. Yeah, and then the Funny Bone across the river in Kentucky is actually not. It's kind of in a mall, but it's mostly an entertainment complex. They tried to make it a mall, but that didn't work out. All the stores left, so it's all restaurants. And then they're building okay. another one in one of these outdoor shopping centers north of town in the north suburbs. So we're gonna have like three rooms in Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna be at one of them coming up soon too. I think I'm gonna be at the Funny Bone. Okay, well we'll uh, we'll get you some ink here as well then. And uh, oh, thanks, man. It'll be an easy week for me. I'll just uh, you know. <laughs> rearrange this stuff Thanks. and off we go um so Perfect. do you get back home to vancouver very often or get to go up and perform in canada or you mostly have been in the uh, united states you know i uh, haven't been able to perform in canada much this year i am looking forward to going uh and doing that i it's funny i i spent most of my career touring across canada and 
And then it just, I mean, I came down to the United States and through Last Comic Standing have, have made a lot of uh, connections down here. Um, I look forward to going back, but it's just, uh, uh, it's just been easier to get work here right now. Um, so, now I'm wondering, as as a Canadian, is it difficult for you to stay in the U.S. working? Because I know who was um, Matt Kirshen was on uh, Caleb Bacon's podcast talking about this, uh, how he it costs him thousands and thousands of dollars to stay in the U.S. because every couple of years or a couple of months he's got to go through and get renewed and get his green card or some craziness like that. And uh, is it yeah. the same thing for Canadians? I imagine it would be. I mean, you you guys don't get special treatment just because you're next door. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's uh. It's the same thing for me as it is for Matt. Uh, I pay thousands and thousands of dollars wow. um, to stay here, and uh, I'm on a work visa. Okay. And uh, and when it expires next year, I'll have to renew and hopefully get another one and spend thousands and thousands on it. And you know, eventually, I hope to get my green card. Okay. Um, that would be cool, so that I don't have to worry so much about it. Um, the visas are very hard to get. It's actually called an extraordinary ability visa. Yeah, yeah, he was. That's, that's what he was talking about. Yeah. So how does how does that work? How do you, you have to explain that you're you know, only you can do that Lachlan Patterson brand of comedy in the United States? And yeah, you have to show that you're doing a job that an American can't fill. And uh, so, technically speaking, no one can do what I do. Yeah. So it's 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 great. Art artists usually get the O one visa. Because it's uh, it's easier to argue that no one can do what an artist can do, whereas like a mechanic or oh, a yeah. maybe maybe someone else could do it because it's there's only one way to do it. Um, but there's so many ways to do this that I guess technically no one's no one no one can do no one can be me. <laughs> that's that's true. So uh, when did you move to the U.S.? I think it was shortly after or shortly before we spoke the first time. I think. Probably, yeah. I um, I moved in '07. I um, I booked a live at Gotham on Comedy Central the day I landed, and uh, I remember I got my social security number the day I shot. This, uh, I did my set for that television show, um, and then four months later, it came on Comedy Central, and I had a good set, which was nice. Um, I was very fortunate that. Uh, Fortunate, I don't know. I, I guess I had been doing it a lot, long time in Canada, and I had built up a, a strong set. So when they asked me to do a set, I, I was ready. And uh, so I got a lot of work out of that, which was great. Um, it's hard to get a lot of work out of a five-minute set. So I was very fortunate in that oh, well, yeah, aspect. Yeah. So did your comedy change a whole lot coming from Canada to the U.S.? Because I know there's always that talk about, you know, since Canadians can kind of uh, are like kind of detached observers of American culture, you get a lot of our, of American culture, but then you're also, it's a, Canada's got its very own culture and can kind of like, you know, project that back. It, did, did your comedy change a lot when, when you came in the U.S., came to the U.S.? I think I, um, I think I had a lot of comedy about Canada, and there were a lot of oh, references okay. to Canadian uh, pop culture that I had to get rid of, and it was a little heartbreaking. Uh. Some of that stuff was my favorite. Um, but uh, moving to moving to the United States, I um, it was great though. Like I didn't change much, but it was great that I um, I got to work in an environment where I mean, right away when I moved to LA, I went to the local comedy clubs, and these comedians were destroying 
and I got to see, I got to see the best um, at their best, uh-huh. and it was really great. It's really great to see that. Uh, I just, you know, my dad as a kid always put me in the class with the older kids, and on the he put me on the teams with the older kids. Oh, okay. Because he wanted me to play against better people than me, oh. so I'd improve faster. Oh. And so that was a great experience for me to go to L.A. and just see all these great comedians and go, okay, I thought I was good. That's how good I want to be. And I, it inspired me to work harder and push myself and, and be um, to improve. Uh, it was great. It, it was a, I think it was a great move in Los Angeles for me. I, I really respected the, um, the, the comedy culture there. Now, speaking of the Canadian culture references, you're uh, a little younger than me, but did you watch Second City as a kid or maybe catch it in reruns growing up in Canada? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Me and my dad used to watch it all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a me and my dad thing, too. It's it, weird being Americans. Gonna, I interviewed Dave Thomas, and he thought that was the strangest thing because with a lot of dad, uh, sons and dads, it's The Tonight Show, which it was with me and my dad, and we liked The Tonight Show letter, but, but the kind of thing we had that really no one else had was Second City. We loved Second City. And uh, I don't know if you remember this episode where the, uh, the, the network went on strike and to kind of mimic what was going on in the early 80s, the NFL was on strike, so NBC carried Canadian Football League games. Uh, second, S- the uh, guy Calbiero imported CBC programming. So the whole, like, 45 minutes of the show was CBC programming, which probably 90% of America did not understand. But growing up across the lake, I thought it was the greatest thing ever, and I felt, like, so in the know. It's like, oh, I, I find this funny, but, but I bet nobody else gets it. And do you find that sometimes you ever do any bits like, not even just about Canadian culture, but certain bits you think, well, only people that know about this kind of thing will get this one little joke? Or do you just kind of keep it as broad as possible? Oh, man, I, I have so much comedy that I am, I'm so in agreement with you. I absolutely love writing jokes that I think are really funny. And a lot of times people just don't get it. And uh, it's... It sucks, but you're supposed to stop doing those jokes, but I always slip a few of those jokes in just for the, the three people that get them. And a lot of my comedy is like that. Yeah. Um, I talk about how I said the other day, how old do you have to be before you start putting plates on your walls? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and a lot of the audience are like, what is he talking about? Especially like uh, the black people in the audience. Yeah. I guess it's just not part of their culture. I guess not, yeah. But, it's, wow. But I still am fascinated by this this thing where you just take your plates and put them on the wall and that's art. <laughs> yeah. And we have some in, this, in our very house because I think my wife's aunt gave them uh, to us. And my wife is very fond of uh, her aunt, so it so she she put them up, and yeah, they're at the end of our hallway as you come up the stairs. <laughs> and you got a ball plate, dude. Yeah, what's, you... <laughs> what's on it? Just some people farming or something? Very close. I think we have two sets. We have a winter set, which is a, a boy and a girl outside in the snow, like on a farm. And I can't remember yeah. what the summer set is. One of the frames broke on it, and so we t- ah. take that one down. But yeah, yeah, we we have those. It's uh yeah it's a very a very Cleveland thing to be sure at least if not you know the rest of the Midwest is that a Canada from, thing too uh, or is that is yeah we put spatulas above the door oh we don't do that we have uh, all, I'm just uh, kidding yeah oh, oh <laughs> not that maybe you did see you you fooled me here here I I like to think of myself as an adept canophile and here you fooled me <laughs> yeah no I am um, my parents have a bowl in in the in the um, just on the mantle and it's just the weirdest thing to me and. 
And I asked my mom, why do you have a bowl on the mantle? And she's like, that's a very expensive bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. It's, it's to impress people. My wife's friend, uh, I, her uh, in-laws had these decorative wooden uh, utensils, I guess, either on the wall or someplace out uh, for display. And apparently the her daughter, a like four-year-old, took one of them and just stuck it in her suitcase. And they didn't discover until they got home to Cincinnati from Cleveland. And so uh, to be funny, my uh, wife's friend gave it to my wife. We went to Las Vegas and mailed it back to her in-laws from Las Vegas. So they would think, like, how the hell did our spoon end up in Las Vegas? <laughs> uh, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. a very honest thing to do. Made a special trip to the post office right by the airport there just so we could mail that stupid thing back to Cleveland for a gag. But, um, oh, my God. Yeah. So, so what else are you talking about on stage these days? You know, I'm. Um, I talk a lot about animals, and I talk about about. Um, okay, I talk about uh, birds. I've I, I become a, a fan of nature. Uh, I really love nature, and I, I think that the summer's here. Right, it's coming. Oh yeah. And finally, the thaw. There's a thaw happening, which is great. <laughs> and so all these wonderful a- animals, and and this wonderful warm weather is coming out. And I kind of, I kind of talk about that and how. You know, relationships are coming out, and weddings are coming, and I talk about how my career is uh, getting better, and making a little more money, and I'm buying some things. I oh, talk that's about cool. The things I'm buying. All right, neat. Yeah, so I have a I have a whole new fun hour. I talk about um, all sorts of fun stuff. People come out. They, I mean, I, I love I love the comedy I'm doing right now. I'm I'm very happy with what I'm doing. And uh, it's silly. I love it. So if, if people really like silly comedy, um, that's that's what I do. Yep. I, um, I really, uh, I think that's my favorite kind of comedy right now. Do you find that traveling around North America or mostly the U.S. these days, that now you said you're going to all these different cities, are there like new ideas coming up and things you haven't seen before? You know, like, well, you know about the plates on the wall things probably from a long time ago, but do you see other things you think like, oh, hey, you know, why is that? Or I've never seen that before. Oh, I'm always, yeah, I'm, I, I bring a pad and paper everywhere I go. And as soon as I land um, and I get I get all situated, I, uh, I go on a walk around my neighborhood, wherever I'm staying in the town. And uh, I get to know the people in the town. And uh, oh, cool. I definitely spend a good five minutes on stage um, talking about the neighborhoods and uh, who, who I met. And, and I think uh, people connect with that, I think. I was in Arizona and I, I immediately, I was in Arizona last week and I said, uh, um, it's very beige in Arizona. They, what in Arizona? And beige. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I said, you, you guys really like the color beige <laughs> and everyone laughed and no one would get that unless they had been to that town. But there's That's true. Sing, yeah. every single, every single building's beige. <laughs> That's funny. It's weird. Yeah. They, just, they said one color. Let's just paint the whole city one color. Maybe they got a deal. You know? There must be a, a discount on beige at the That's Home right. Depot. Yeah, exactly. Um, a little <laughs> surplus paint. Uh, yeah, it is strange that there's some things that are still unique to cities in North America. Where uh, I guess as you know, we're getting older, the the continent is becoming less and less unique. You know, town to town. Although there still are some. I mean, it, I guess it's an advantage because people will understand. You know a joke about, I don't know, Target, for example, or whatever. But then there's still things that are still unique to certain areas. Like Cincinnati, as you know, we have the chili. 
which is yeah. still unique to this area of the country. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, what, yes, go on. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, go ahead about the, you have something on chili? Yeah, every town's got a little thing, and everyone's like, you got to try it. And like, when you go to some town, you got to try the chili. And then you got to go, I got to go, I was supposed to go to the Pez Museum last week in Hartford. Okay. It, I didn't go because I had heard from the other comedian that it's just, it's just Pez. <laughs> which is which is a good point yeah <laughs> I think that says it all um, but uh, I I think uh, I, I love that about different towns they have a different unique uh, sort of something to offer and I always try to I always try to find that and, and a lot of times the local people will be, come up to me after the show and tell me where to go and uh, I love it I, I really love the uh, I love meeting all these people, and after the show, I, I make sure to stick around, and I tell everyone at the show, uh, I'm not going to leave till you guys leave. <laughs> so if you guys have got something, if there's a joke you really like, come up and tell me you liked it. Um, and if there's a joke you didn't like, you know, maybe wait a couple minutes and think about it. You're <laughs> probably wrong. <laughs> yeah, I always like telling uh, comedians the jokes of theirs. I like. so it's, it's kind of weird. If I picture a comedian, I always picture just one joke that always sticks with me, and uh, and for you now, of course, it's uh, the, the password joke, which I don't know what it was before, because I had seen you before, but uh, yeah, <laughs> just about every comedian I can name, I can think, oh yeah, he's uh, he's got this joke that's about this, or she has this joke that about this, and you know, and, and sometimes it rotates up, um, but um, what was my last question here about, um, oh, so what's your ultimate uh, trajectory now, now that you've gotten, you know, more successful and you're, you're out around the country headlining everything, is it that to play bigger and bigger rooms, like maybe a Brian Regan or a Jim Gaffigan, or do you have designs, you know, you've been so much time in California, is there some other part of the uh, entertainment business you'd like to conquer? Um, both, both, everything. Yeah, man, I, um, I really would like to play bigger rooms and, and uh and i really would like to have my own tv show so right now i think the the goal is to um work the clubs and build get strong as a comedian uh, i'm going to do a, a special i'm going to do a comedy special soon i'm going to release that and uh and sort of be done with that material again okay and and hopefully springboard that into some some bigger rooms and some television. Well, great, man. Well, great. Sounds like things yeah. are moving in the right direction for you, sir. Thank you. Thanks, man. I'm trying. Yeah, all right. Cool, man. Well, it was good talking to you again. And, uh, like, well, I guess you said we'll see you in Cincinnati uh, sometime soon, maybe over the summer. Awesome. Awesome, yeah. man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it, it will be in the summer. Okay, great. Well, uh, terrific. They can, they can check out LachlanPatterson.com. I got all my dates on there. Oh, great. Anything else you need to promote? Uh, yeah, I have a I have a CD. If anyone's interested in my album, it's got a lot of the jokes they heard on last time. Oh, great! It's called it's called uh, Jokes to Make Love To, <laughs> and it's on iTunes and Amazon.com. Awesome. Okay, we'll link to that from the uh, Podbean page of the podcast, and we'll let the the readers know as well. Well, terrific. Well, thanks for taking the time, Lachlan. I appreciate it. I know you're crazy busy, and you're probably getting ready to jump on a plane here again the next day or so. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, good off, luck to you. Have fun off in Minnesota. Next city. Yep. Have fun in Minnesota. Have fun when you come here to Cincinnati. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, brother. Thanks, man. Bye. Bye bye.
thanks again to Lachlan Patterson for being on the show. You can catch Lachlan. Well, you have to wait till October to catch him, actually. October 22nd through the 25th in West Palm Beach, Florida. And now, as of the uh, recording of this podcast, of this part of the podcast, that is, uh, Lachlan will be in San Jose, California, but the day it drops, he's finishing up that run there with the Sunday night show at the San Jose Improv. Uh, he does do dates around Los Angeles, as a lot of comedians do, trying to work out stuff. You might be able to catch him that way. But I guess he's probably got something cooking here late summer and early fall there in California. So good for him. Good for Lachlan. Hilarious guy. And let me see. That brings us up to the hottest record in the world. I don't think I'm going to go through the credits this week. You can go back and listen to a past episode. As my friend Jackie Cation says about her podcast, feel free to cherry pick people. All kinds of great guests. The episode guide is up. If you need to go to the episode guide, just go to pfradio.podbean.com. Com, and you'll find all the uh, links that you need to get to all the stuff we talk about. And uh, I know a lot of you, most of you, almost all of you, get to the podcast some other way other than Podbean, which is the hosting site for the podcast. Mostly iTunes, a lot of Stitcher and so on. So just go to the Podbean page and you'll find everything you need to know about today's episode, including the hottest record in the world. Comes from Wolf Alice. Now, as you know, I stole this shtick about the hottest record in the world kind of as a, an homage, although an homage is when somebody's dead, as an, I guess as a... Um, as a compliment to Zane Lowe, former BBC Radio 1 disc jockey, now running a, a show over there on Apple Music. And uh, anyway, this uh, this group had a hottest record in the world with him uh, last year. The uh, record was called Giant Peach uh, by Wolf Alice. Uh, but now they have a new single out called Bros, and it is our hottest record in the world. This is Wolf Alice from North London with Bros. So long and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.